This is the second six of not interviews with writers, more conversations and trying to listen as carefully as I can to what another writer is saying. It's been a tremendous experience for me because I've been deeply moved constantly with each writer by their willingness to try and answer almost anything you ask. Even if there are no definitive answers, the joy has been in the act of almost reaching a solution and an answer to this mystery of writing. Today, uh, I want to talk to Gavin Corbett. Um, like all the writers that we've spoken to, a highly individual case, as it were. He's written three novels, Innocence, uh, Green Glowing Skull, and This Is The Way. This Is The Way, um, I can see on rereading it, I must confess, must have had quite an effect on me that secret effect of influence, sometimes unnoticed at the time, because what he's doing with the sentences in that book, uh, I can see I must have stolen something of that for writing my own novel, Days Without End. Uh, this is the way is in both new and old senses a sort of masterpiece in that if he were a carpenter and making um, a beautiful piece of furniture for his master work, uh, that furniture would be valued for all eternity or till the worms got at it. Uh, it's just a rather perfect book. And um, I'm intrigued to talk to him because even though I'm allegedly a writer myself, there's something about a writer of such magisterial ability that is quite formidable. So I must mask my admiration for him in case it leads to a sort of silence, which wouldn't be appropriate, obviously. So this is Gavin Corbett. So Gavin, I was saying in my introduction, which was to some degree a worried confession, that on rereading This Is The Way, those years ago when I did read it, I must have decided, like the outlaws we are, to rob something from you, which is that extraordinary understanding you have of what the sentence can be when you don't ask it to be classical English. Mm -hmm. You can put things together in a sentence that normally don't even live in the same street, if you know what I mean. So when your narrator is telling his story, you're being completely faithful and proper towards the entity that he is. In that sense, it's the thing that Colin Tobin apparently doesn't quite like the thought of storytelling, inescapably. And that's what I think I've been doing for 42 years. I'm, I, I mean, allegedly, you can see writer somewhere near my name. But um, it struck me when I took on the job of laureate that I actually don't really know what it is. So I thought, well, here's a perfect opportunity without expecting, in a way, answers that answer the question. 
but maybe may other answers, uh, to ask a radiant individual like yourself. And you, you may never have even entertained the necessity or even thought it was a necessity to ask this question, but do you know what the hell is writing? I think that was one of the reasons why I wrote This Is The Way. Um, after I prog progressed beyond its very humble origins, which was just to kind of mess around with sound and colour, just to kind of kick around um, hmm. the idea of a voice, which then became a character, which then revealed itself to me as um, a traveller, an Irish traveller. Um, <clears throat> and that character suggested this story to me about storytelling, about somebody who's lost touch with his origins, his cultural origins, and um, who feels that the best way to reconnect with those origins, because he has a notion in his head that his culture, the culture that spawned him, was a storytelling culture, but the best way to reconnect with that culture is to learn how to tell stories. It was an exercise for me, kind of a, a sort of a very kind of tentative kind of padding through the puzzle of what a story is, mm -hmm. that, that book, drafts of that book anyway mm. were. But I decided to keep in the final draft of it um, the traces of that, that process, of this, this person working it out, what it is these stories are. Um, and I think even the form of the book um, indicates that. It's, um, it starts off very kind of scattershot, a little bit incoherent maybe as this person is just finding his feet as a storyteller. And then somewhere around the halfway point, it starts to crystallise, tighten a little bit more. Well, you may have just described all novels to a certain extent, kind of tentative beginning. Always think that those elements that you've just described are important to keep, that it's important when you're editing a book or looking at it again, not to make it sure of itself from the very get-go. This is true. And it's also very important, I think, to preserve something of, mm. the, I don't know what you'd call it, the magic um, that comes through in first drafts, it comes yeah. through in the sort of the joy. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the unconscious, just unselfconscious yes. joy, let's just say, and unconscious joy of, of drafting. Something very important, something you have to protect in later editing. And great editors are in cahoots with you. Uh, a less great editor might be trying to improve. Yes, yeah. But there's something destitute, not only about, you could say, the human project, since we're only here 200,000 years, but there's something also properly destitute about our language in our mouths. Mm -hmm. We tr keep trying to classicize it. We keep mm -hmm. trying to say, oh no, it's this, or language is this, or you can't use that word, or that word doesn't mean that. But actually, that decrepitude is incredibly important, and by some strange irony, provides the life in a book like this is the way, where. Mm -hmm. It draws its blood and sinew from from that dereliction. I've just been um, at a, a Zuni pueblo in in New Mexico for my own work, and um, while being entirely different, there was something 
of the atmosphere of a traveller encampment or place of living or habitation about it as if socially even semi-admirable people tend to put such groups quite low Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but in effect when you look into it you discover oh no but that's where all the grace actually Mm -hmm. of Irishness is to be found Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you simply have to go there in, in, in a sufficiently neutral disinterested state of mind to see that because mm-hmm. I know I think you're not a, a travel traveler no but maybe and you use the word magic which is one of my questions is it a form of magic writing magically or for the purposes of magic you found yourself there mm-hmm. in a sort of traveler state of grace you might say yeah I mean I always say that to my students that writing is a kind of a magic. It's, it's a certainly it's a mystical process. Mm. Now what's, what is magic only science that's not understood mm. yet? Well, um, But in many ways, it's the most important thing I could teach any student. It's not how to write a book. It's not, it's not, you know, these are the forms that we've inherited. These are the forms we must use. These are the forms we must improve on. It's, it's, um, it's about process. It's about inducing a state in, yourself um it's not about saying something um at least on the surface level of saying something it's about um i was reading recently about um a type of very expensive stylus for a record player made by um, this sort of boutique japanese company it's made out of um a very particular wood. It's very sensitive to vibrations, and it costs something like twenty-five thousand US dollars. It's a tiny little cartridge, but all the reviews of it say um, it's incredible. I, this, this once I attach it to the tone arm of my record player, I hear things I've never heard before. It dredges up so much information, so much information I didn't know were there in the grooves, and I thought, oh, what a wonderful um, analogy for the writing process for the for you know when writing is really working that is the state of mind you need to be hitting where the kind of um the bigger you funnels through the much bigger mm. you the, the parts of you that you barely touch on in conscious life you know the parts that are um for, for me writing isn't about saying anything it's about it's about making something it's about making an object it's about the it's about the parts of you that um, communicate unconsciously and it's about getting in touch with, for example, the parts of you that understand body language, that can read body language, that can read non-verbal cues, that give off non-verbal cues, mm-hmm. that give off whims that you think are only whims but actually might have something more purposeful about them. Um, the, the part mm-hmm. of you that files away certain things that purposefully and accessing even the things in those files and bringing the whole kind of quantum computer that is your brain in, into kind of free exchange with your with the, the conscious part of you. And I remember the, the speech you gave a few weeks ago um, in UCD, the, the keynote speech for the, the festival there a few weeks ago, you mentioned this idea of all time existing at once. 
Mm. Einstein's and, theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I've read about that, um, and I've read some kind of wacky takes on that, but I think there's something to it, this idea mm. that time is a kind of an ecosystem. Well, an ecosystem is probably a crude word for it, but say a self-preserving system, and, and possibly our brains are kind of receiving signals from this system, from this self-preserving system. And what we think is actually chaos uh, is a lot more... Well, it's unknown rigid. rather it's, than chaos. It, yeah, it's time's way of kind of preserving itself, yeah. of kind of nudging us onto the path that has uh, been uh, set. And it's important, isn't it, to acknowledge the absolute stunning, overwhelming absurdity of being this minimal creature on this particular lump of rock in mm -hmm. this particular... And then surrounded by yes, distances yes. so immeasurable, it would take the whole time of the universe to get to these places. I think, let I, alone a lifetime. Yeah, and I think that's something we might have lost along the way in our. See, so you are talking. You are talking in a sort of radical uh, Cardinal Newman religious term. Strangely enough, what you you know you could translate what you're saying into a discussion of uh, Newman-esque Catholicism or something, but. Mm. Um, it's not that I would regard a writer as a sort of salvat or Monday, you know, you're not the Christ or anything. But I often think it would be it would be very helpful to be more like the Russian icon makers who were so content to just use their skill to penetrate these uh, complicated grooves with so much more information in them than the blunt stylists can find to do their work so passionately so perfectly maybe even impoverished themselves that they never considered it apt to sign mm -hmm. their work mm -hmm. to know that we could be more usefully considering ourselves to be simply artists in the sort of village of artists mm -hmm. and one, one among many you know the whole the whole impulse of modern culture is to separate us out and mm -hmm. um, to valorize everything instantly, to set one thing above another thing. Mm -hmm. um, as laureate for Irish fiction, that has concerned me because in just looking back over my reading of work, I mean, I regard myself as much the author of This Is The Way As You and it's strange sort of communal sense, if you don't mind me saying that, but uh, you know, we're, we're endeavouring to acknowledge, while knowing nothing about this unknown thing, nevertheless to be open to what it's, it mm -hmm. knows about us in yes, a way, yeah. and wants to know about us. I'm also thinking of what that is, essentially, uh, you know, as, as Homo sapiens sapiens 200,000 years old, um, we tend to when we think of the hominids we come from before that, I think our brains do quite quickly go to apes or less perfect creatures or, you know, they mm -hmm. hadn't quite got there. Mm -hmm. but, but obviously, I mean, do you think there's a value in thinking about storytelling as being millions of years old as an impulse in a creature? Yeah, well, I think it, it, it all storytelling comes from you know, that unique um, evolutionary adaptation characteristic that um, maybe by the time of the... What's the stage after the hominids? 
the cave dwellers maybe had developed yes you know by virtue to Homo the, habilis or I suppose yeah but by virtue of this kind of exposure to the mystery you know by, by the fact exposure that, to, 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 to the, this mystery you know yes, it, was there, yes, it, was, yes. it was it was it was there in front of them every time the the sun went down yes. the, the, the Milky Way they would have they would have lived with the Milky Way above their heads and so many more we do in Wicklow still St yeah well <laughs> parts of south west Wicklow maybe these were hunter-gatherers um, as far as I'm aware, there, there's no evidence that they killed each other. They had to kill other animals for, for sustenance. But um, they had time to reflect and for the, you know, the reflective part of their psyches to develop. Because obviously they had the, the capability to begin with, but um, this evolved anyway in a very in a very kind of complex they had a better understanding because the marks on the walls in the rock in the caves are not crude marks mm. they're perfected marks yes yeah probably never as great again and similarly um, homer whether he was a number of people or or a number of men and women who knows but is the perfected poet writing the perfected poem mm -hmm. but it's so long ago it's mm -hmm. like the first thing mm -hmm. you know plato talks about the pragma which is the thing any entity before you put a name on it mm -hmm. do you think as a creature even though we use words which seem to be inextricably bound up with names do you think we're actually i'm also thinking of the paradox of the einstein theory in that obviously a novel deals with narrative and then, and then, and then. But actually is a sort of proof of Einstein's theory. Mm -hmm. Because if you can write something in the 1850s, um, do, do, I mean, do you think we've, we're a fall, you know, writers are sort of fallen storytellers. It goes beyond even kind of the, the necessity to, to kind of understand things in an orderly way or to comfort. I mean, it, it, mm. it, all, it all goes back to um, our purpose as a species to communicate and to empathise with each other and to create systems by which we can survive. That's our sharp teeth, that's our spiky pellicle, that's our exoskeleton, yes. that's our... We, we, yes, I, you know... And this, actually, is, this, this, is, this is where literature comes from, this part of us. It's because there's no, there's no... And you could, you could make an argument for art generally, but I don't think there's anything as kind of um, complex as literature in terms of connecting me to you. Um, well, we would say that. And, and, and the common pool of humanity to yeah. anybody. Um, See, it's thrilling it's, to hear you say it, it, it's, it's, it's about our purpose as humanity. It's about generating empathy so that we don't have to be, we don't have to live by the law of the jungle. We can create systems to get by. And um, I think we understand that when we write. We understand that when we read as well. We, we understand the kind of, the ineffable kind of registers on so many levels. It's hard to articulate sometimes to ourselves, but we, we understand humanity when we read. He and said having articulated it perfectly before. <laughs> but that's empathy. Yeah. That's empathy. My other concern as a, as a 63 year old writer and, uh, you know, having tentatively and admiringly raised my children is, um, yes, empathy. But for what creature? I mean, the, the, mm -hmm. the thing that is bewildering to me, genuinely, just as a person, is we are, we are destroying. You, you, know, you could talk about systems 
and the law of the jungle. I'm rather fond of the law of the jungle, whatever, if we could just read that book. But because our systems also seem to involve this tragic Uranus uh, defecating destruction of the very field of beauty where mm -hmm. we found ourselves. So that, you know, uh, Roseanne in the Secret Scripture, one of my books says, the world is indeed beautiful, and if we were any other creature than man, we might be continuously happy in it. My question is, where do you include this mm -hmm. in, the, in the purpose of writing? You know, this atrocity of our species, this atrocity inclination, you could call it. Well, we only have to become more human not to do that. Or, and I think, I think... Uh, but what is human re Reading and writing human is... human might be to destroy. I don't. Kill. I don't think human is to destroy and to kill. I think, I. I. I don't think that's our purpose as a species. No, not a purpose, but a kind of inbuilt. Yeah. Well, I say purpose. I mean, it, it sounds like there's kind of an, an element of design in that. That that's, that wonderful stylist could. It does also notice the sort of ineluctable vileness of us. Well, we haven't allowed ourselves to get beyond that because there are. Oh. You know, because it's kind of built into our culture now. Competition is built into our culture. M money is swapping out killing for, you know, tokens for quarry. Yeah, uh, signing an icon is a sort of atrocity. Quite, you know, it's, it's, all about, mm. it's all about allowing the ego to... Do you uh, think writing then should bring us past? I mean, that would be an incredible aspect of what we do, if, if we could think that, that, that by, by trying to be that stylist, Twenty-five thousand dollars. That 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 we that far, far from despairing about ourselves as a creature, that maybe we're suggesting look at keep looking at this 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 this. Mm. Do you know this sort of medicine, like the scrotum of a buffalo with important objects in it? Mm. It's the hope, but I mean the hope is predicated on people reading. Um, I'm not sure that's the way the world is going. People are consuming a lot of words, um, but they're not necessarily consuming shapes. Um, but that could be weather. That can be just, a, you know, human weather, sort of phase of time. Because I, and I'm not sure what this era is in which everyone read. Uh, you know, not everyone understands astral physics. But if a few people don't understand it, you can't go anywhere. You can't go mm -hmm. to Mars. Mm -hmm. it, it may not need, you know, a, a vast engagement with the thing. You know, because after all, a vaccine is a tiny, tiny bit of the disease that you put into something. So I, 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 this is my feeling that if you describe cruelty properly, or even unhappiness, mm -hmm. that, that, you, that some writers... I mean, of real stature, like you, are able to offer a kind of vaccine uh, by describing the very nature of the problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're, you, you are strengthening the creature mm -hmm. against the overwhelming nature of, of existence, of, of being alive in the world. Mm -hmm. so you're offering strength. It's a kind of a solace then. It, you're offering to your fellow it can be a solace i don't think i think it's doing literature a service a disservice i should say to say that it is just a kind of um, a solace giving 
No, I think that's yeah. poor, I think solace is a weak word, but medicine. No, yeah, I, don't, yeah, and yeah. I don't mean therapy. I mean active, revelatory mm. something. I, yeah, I know, I know, what you, I know what you mean. Um, the way I talk about it sounds like I'm, I'm, um, I have some kind of messianic um, uh, project, you know, that I'm working on. Um, and it's 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 never as ambitious as that at all. It's merely sort of tracking that information that I described mm -hmm. that the that the the stylist can track and you know to use the record analogy. Um, all I can hope for is um, when I when I sit down to write that the this mess of information in my head, this kind of the, 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 the dozy person that I am that kind of gets through the day half engaged. Mm -hmm just snaps and tightens into focus and that all that uh, all that pours out on the page drags up all those other parts of me that are in there and that what's left on the page is this bigger me mm -hmm. this bigger me um, that and what's left there is this kind of code for humanity that evokes humanity that just gives humanity that shows what it is to be human no matter what the content is there an attrition on you do you think as a person in trying to do that in trying to create bigger me because obviously you're transferring something mm -hmm. well it, no it, it feels very good actually it okay. feels very very vital i'm never mm -hmm. happier than when i'm writing mm -hmm. i never feel more kind of alive and engaged with myself than when i'm writing with the caveat that um <laughs> When it's going well, it feels good. Um, sometimes <laughs> there's nothing worse than writing when it goes bad. When mm -hmm. you're, when you feel right, this is, this is all me. This is this is all that I have to give. This is the essential me right here. And and all you're doing is dry retching and and um, um, nothing is happening. And mm. uh, uh, it it feels like a fake reflection of yourself. What you recognise is actually something that's fake. You're 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 trying on something that. Um, is not you. Um, yeah. Well, um, you were drunk on writing, and now, now it, the hangover. It, yeah, yeah, ex yeah. And and my my way to get over hangovers is to sleep through it, which is why I'm not terribly prolific. Or go and get a bag of chips from Angelo's. Yeah. In, in Westford <laughs> Street. A bit of uh, a bit of soda. <laughs> That's what we used to. Do. You also said earlier um, those little things. You know, those little things that don't seem important, but then you know that's part of the the makeup of of a book and they often carry the most weight and the most meaning mm -hmm. almost beyond your own understanding and you also said the cha the chaotic person that you were or, or rather slumbering or whatever you how you described it so that's a word i the word i use for that is the latin word stupidus which means thick in other words you, your brain the world is things information is slow to reach your brain mm -hmm. but in that very slowness there's a kind of discrimination, a kind of choosing. Mm, mm. And then those things which seem like nothing. Well, why is this? You see, nothing. Or the Greeks say, tipota. These nothings seemingly are actually the stuff of your book. Mm, mm. I mean, so in a way, art is the arrangement of valueless things. Things a banker or a politician would struggle to understand the value of it. Mm -hmm. Is that part of it? I mean, are we, are we writing, you know, the, the Gospels are, yeah, well, I mean, they're very powerful works of fiction as far as I'm concerned, 
But there are other important books that they never included, like The Women and Mary Magdalene and all this. You know, that was winnowed out by the early fathers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that partly what we're at, that it's a sort of insistence we're adding this apocryphal gospel to human gospels? I mean, particularly yeah, with this is yeah. the way. It does seem to me to have the quality of a, of a sort of testament. Right, okay. Well, I, it's very rarely I get such um, direct positive feedback like that. Thank you very much. Um, uh, and I'm glad to hear it because that was the intention it was to humanise in a way to well yeah to, 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 to write some small footnote some, something that could add to the the canon that might be collected and you might one day call the humanist bible the humanist gospels um, to understand how complex we are as a species to have, you know to, to not just be capable of doing these things to 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 create these kind of fruits of our ingenuity because most lots of animals create have great ingenuity and create things from them but to create something out of our awareness of having that ingenuity as well mm. well so many of the other animals may be you could say perfected unlike ourselves, mm-hmm. who seem to be provisional or a work in progress. So they don't need this level of inquiry, maybe. Um, also, I, I was intrigued recently to read that the evangelists had no names. Uh, they gave them Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, somebody, I don't know, Augustine of Hippo or somebody thought it'd be nice if they had names, so he gave them mm-hmm. names. Or somebody, you know, you, an historian will say that I've just spoken nonsense. But there's an element of that, mm-hmm. do you know? Just in conclusion, I just want to say, you do have a name, and your name is Gavin Corbett. Talking to you, I was, I drove a long way to get here, and I was quite tired. You've really renewed my sense of what I'm trying to do, what we're all trying to do, and. Uh, I'm just trying to say to you honestly, lovingly, that it has been a privilege to talk to you today. And thank you very, very much. It's been a massive privilege for me too. Thank you.